And welcome to another edition of the Babbleheads podcast. We are officially back and we are on the eve. Uh, we are no longer on the eve. Actually, tonight is the very first, the NFL opening game of the season of the 2019-2020 season. And uh, we are back uh, right in time, are we not, Eric? Correct, we are. Can't wait. Best time of the year. Uh, 16, uh, 16 straight weeks of... Uh, chaos and teams unraveling and surprise teams and uh you know the buffalo bills as well earth in there <laughs> yeah man it's gonna be an interesting year it's gonna be interesting i mean uh a lot it's been a crazy off season with the stuff that's happened you know with my team with the steelers losing uh, brown and bell and andrew luck uh, retiring and you know Gronkowski a while back retiring. It's been a it's been an interesting off season. Zeke uh, Zeke Elliott signing his mega deal to bring him back to the Cowboys. Oh yeah. So uh, actually, before we uh, before we dive into the NFL, let's uh, let's talk. Uh, well, the NFL season. We'll talk about the moves that have happened first. Um, you know, obviously, we're going to talk Andrew Luck retiring as well. And uh, then we'll talk the NFL season, and then we'll wrap this up with a little uh, talk of uh, All Out, and then some WWE and AEW talk. For sure, for sure. So, uh, how how big of a surprise was it for you uh, that Andrew Luck retired? We obviously knew he had some ailing injuries and things, but I, I think uh, I'd have to say at least 95% of the people, uh, fans, uh members of the NFL community, uh, players, coaches, everyone was uh, shocked by the retiring of 29-year-old Andrew Luck. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I remember seeing that the ticker going across the bottom of the screen, and I thought it was – I didn't even know what I was reading. I thought it was it was crazy. Uh, definitely a shock. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I respect the decision. That, you know, some I think people forget – you know, fans and, and whoever alike that there's a there's a long life after uh, after football's over, and I think that he was just kind of you know looking out for his quality of life. He's been abused. He's had a lot of injuries the past couple of years, and I think he was just kind of done. I mean, wanted to get out while the game was good. Yeah, I mean it's a bold thing, and, and people were really um, a lot of people were against it. Obviously, yeah. a lot of people respected it at the same time, but uh, it was a polarizing yeah. issue for sure. For sure, yeah, but I think you know, like I said, I respect him for it. It can't be; it's not an easy decision to make. Of course, I'm sure it wasn't easy for him. Obviously, with his press conference, uh, you know, holding back the tears, he was. But you know, I feel for obviously, I feel for him. I feel for Colts fans who who were going into the season thinking that they were could have been a contender, and now you know, nothing against Jacoby Brissett, but he's not uh, he's not Andrew Luck, so. I think their uh, their hopes definitely have diminished. Do you think uh, Jacoby Brissett is going to be someone that that the Colts will be able to run with, or do you think this is the telling season? We'll be able to they'll be able to decide whether or not he is the starter that they uh, are going to go with. I mean, they definitely have seen him play a bunch, obviously, since uh, you know Luck has been hurt. But do you do you do you do you think he's going to be a successful quarterback, or is it kind of one of those things you just got to wait and see? No, you know what? I don't. I don't think he's going to be a superstar starter by any means. I think he could win games for you, of course, but I don't. 
I don't think he's the long-term answer there. So I think. So like a Tyrod Taylor, you're saying? Yeah, I mean, maybe in that vein. Obviously, you know, you never know. He could come out this year and he could be a gunslinger and and uh, and do some serious damage. But obviously, looking at his body of work so far, I wouldn't say he'd be in the upper echelon of NFL quarterbacks. So. Uh, do, now, what's your opinion on the Colts letting him uh, keep the uh, the guaranteed money and not uh, issuing any kind of uh, uh, action to to recoup on some of that money that Luck ended up running away with? I mean, I thought it was a classy move. Obviously, that's uh, a decent severance package. For sure. Obviously, he wasn't leaving, or you know, he wasn't sticking around just for the money. Obviously, we know his. He's got a lot of guaranteed money in his day, and he comes from a fairly well-off family, so I'm sure he wasn't hurting. But I thought for the Colts to do that, it showed that they were behind him, and and I think it's refreshing to see, especially... Uh, it's a good PR move for them, too. Yeah, especially in 2019 when uh, loyalty seems to be a thing of the past in some cases. Well, he plays his cards right, he can get a nice two-story up in Will New Boulevard. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure Andrew is not hurting for anything. I'm sure he's uh, hanging out in a hot tub somewhere as we speak. Now, um, you being a Steelers fan and uh, some of the biggest uh, news of today on the uh, on the day of the uh, NFL uh, season opener here on this Thursday uh, is uh, Antonio Brown, former Steelers, uh, a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers, now on the Oakland Raiders, and it seems like there is uh, nothing but trouble. Uh, first, you know, his helmet uh, issue with him wanting to wear uh, the helmet that he desired and didn't want to wear the helmet that met the league standards, and uh, going through all that, and then that gets settled, and uh, then he was fined for not participating in the mandatory, uh, was it a workout or was it a... Mandatory events for being on an NFL team, and in his don't case, forget, don't forget his feet as well. Yes, of course, his feet. He's got he's got the jungle foot, like one of the guys in the Predator movie. Yeah, he probably one of the strangest injuries. Uh, frostbite from a, the crypto. Uh, the, yeah, the cryogenic friggin' cryogenic there, which is pretty crazy. Um, his feet were also one of the grossest things I've ever seen, but. Uh, yeah, all that, and then he got into it with Mike Mayock, it sounds like yesterday, the GM for the Raiders. Now, it was over him posting the actual letter that he got explaining his fine. Yeah, he posted the letter on social media, uh, and obviously that was a big thing, and then apparently him and Mayock and him got into it about that, and I don't know exactly the details, but you gotta think if they were thinking suspension that maybe, I don't know, maybe it got somewhat physical, but... They said it did not get physical, but he, they were yelling and arguing. It seemed like it. Uh, it's undisclosed right now if uh, Antonio Brown got in his face or anything like that. I know that he punted a ball and said, "Find me for that," uh, quote unquote. So uh, I like that. That's nice. That's a real uh, Bobby Knight type move, right? There. Yeah, yeah. You know, it seems like uh, he's definitely going to be out for Week One. And uh, what do you think the odds are that he doesn't even play for the Oakland Raiders this year? Could they just be done with him and just kind of, I, I mean, because at this point they can see that this guy's been on a downward spiral 
since uh, late last year. He has just been a the face of controversy in the NFL. I don't know if it's trying to get his brand out there. Certainly, there's better ways to go about it than the way he is, if that is his uh, strategy. But this guy seems to be falling apart at the seams and coming off the rails at the absolute worst time if you're on a team that's trying to build uh, a legitimate run here, as the Oakland Raiders are. Um, I mean, I would say that it was all for publicity for the Hard Knocks show, but I know Hard Knocks is wrapped, so uh, they're a few days late on that if if that was going to be the case. So I'm kind of unsure what uh, what's going on here with uh, with Antonio Brown and, and if there is going to be a future for him in the NFL. Teams aren't going to want to deal with uh, these antics. Yeah, man, I think, uh, I don't know. Like I said, like I was saying, like he, somewhere along the line, he, he's changed as – his ego has gotten the best of him. Um, early on in his career, he definitely did not seem to act this way. Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know if his ego is just too big. Some people are equating it to his some of the hits he's been taking, and maybe it's you know something like mentally wrong with him. I mean, he's got the uh, Benoit brain. Yeah, I mean, let's hope not. But uh, you know, it could be anything. He's definitely just going off the rails, and it seems like from what my perception of him from. Early on to, you know, just recently in the steel, with the Steelers to what I, how I, I view him now is, is night and day. And, and it just, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, he just seems a little bit crazy. So, I mean, I can't say that I didn't see some, something was going to happen. I mean, look what he did with the Steelers. He, he instantly became a plague and, and he wanted out and he did whatever he could to get out and he kind of screwed him. So, I even heard a rumor that he already told the Raiders that he wants to be, you know, released or traded. So, jeez, I don't think that would happen, but maybe. It's a uh, yeah. If they could come up with a way that they could void part of his guaranteed money, I, I'm sure maybe they would at this point. To be honest with you, yeah, it it seems like that might not be the worst thing for them. Uh, the last thing the with the Raiders trying to to grovel into. Uh, relevance. I think the last thing they need right now is that kind of uh, drama. But at the same time, uh, maybe if they're gonna have a, if they're gonna have a, you know, I don't think they're even gonna have an eight and eight record. But let's say for for uh, optimistic purposes, they go eight and eight. Uh, I'm sure they would like to be in the headlines a little more than what they're gonna be as a forgotten team that misses the playoffs. Uh, so this is a way to get your uh, your brand out there is keeping this. Uh, this wild man on your team, but it, it doesn't seem like anything that uh, the NFL wants to deal with and the Oakland Raiders aren't going to want to deal with. Yeah, I mean, you know, Mike Mayock, their GM, and obviously John Gruden, their coach, they, I don't think they're going to put up with, with much more. I don't know. I mean, Gruden seems to have had his back throughout this whole thing, and even I saw a quote from him uh, just a little bit ago that, you know, that he you know he knows Antonio is a good, is a good guy deep down, but... Um, Let's just think about the Raiders here in the past year or so. They they got rid of, you know, Khalil Mack, arguably one of the best defensive players in football. They got rid of their best offensive weapon in Amari Cooper. Um, you know, they have a rookie running back right now. I'm not saying that he can't be great, but, you know, they have a rookie running back. Their receiver without Antonio Brown are, are you know, very, very thin. So it just doesn't seem... You know, it's, it would be tough to be optimistic, I'd imagine, um, if you were a fan or a player. But, you know, I'm sure they believe in themselves. It's just another 
the Raiders are known for this kind of stuff. They they get these players that just seems to I don't know just seems to happen to them, kind of like they're like they're cursed a little bit sometimes as well. But you know, we'll see where this plays out. But I have no love lost for uh, Antonio these days, so he could go play in the XFL for all I care. Uh, he just may end up there. Uh, so, uh, with that, we're going to go through week one, and we're going to pick our winners. And uh, if we could uh, actually stick with this uh, weekly, we could uh, predict our, our weekly winners every week, and we can uh, go over our wins and losses um, as well. So, uh, let's uh, let's dive right in uh, tonight, the opener. Uh Packers and Bears, who do you have? You know, I'm like kind of, uh, you know, I, I actually uh, do like a parlay bet on this as well, and I'm actually kind of, uh, um, I'm, up, I'm up and down about it, to be honest with you, but I, I kind of think, um, I kind of think the Packers are going to win, honestly. I think uh, they're a little bit under the radar. The Bears are getting a lot of hype. It is in Soldier Field, though, but um, I just think that, I think the the, the Packers win by, you know, 10, around 10 maybe. So. I'm, I'm going to go with the Packers as well. I think this is a uh, return to form slash uh, proving ground for Aaron Rodgers this year. I would love to see him and the Packers have a, a good run just because I do like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a quality elite quarterback, and I would like to see uh, him return to prominence. Yeah, I mean, I love, you know, I like Aaron Rodgers a lot. Um, I have no, like, uh, I really don't care who wins either. Either way, but, right? Uh, yeah, same. I, I just have a feeling about the Packers. I don't know. Like you can never count Aaron Rodgers out, and they have a new young coach. So I guess I mean maybe that's why people are a little bit skeptical to ride with that. But uh, yeah, I, I'm going to say the Packers. Perfect. So uh, and then uh, going over to the AFC for uh, a game on Sunday, uh, the Chiefs and Jaguars. <laughs> this one's easy. Yeah, I mean it is. I, I I don't. I think people are thinking it's going to be a blowout. I I don't think it's necessarily going to be a blowout. I do obviously. I I think Kansas City Kansas City is going to win. So, but um, you know the Jaguars. People, you know, forget that they, you know, they had a, a phenomenal team not too long ago, and their defense, their defense is good, and their offense has, has definitely gotten better with the addition of Nick Foles. So. Uh, Le- Lauren- Leonard Fournette should be back and healthy, and they're going to feed him the ball. So, I think Kansas City wins, but I don't think it's as, as crazy as people are are trying to make it out to be. I'm going with Kansas City as well, and then moving to the Atlanta Falcons and the Minnesota Vikings. Who do you got? You know what? I'll go with Atlanta in this one, and I was shocked to see that uh, Minnesota has been favored uh, this whole time. I mean, I don't know. I just. Maybe it's just me being naive, but every year I always think that Atlanta's just going to go nuts uh, with that offense. And their defense is pretty good, too. Um, so I, I think, uh, yeah, I think Matt Ryan takes care of business and uh, Atlanta takes down Minnesota. I think Matt Ryan gets a pretzel stuck in his throat like George Bush uh, circa mid-2000s, and I think he chokes. I'm going with the Vikings. All right, all right. Not bad. Uh, Titans Browns. There's a lot of hype around the Browns this season, obviously with the acquisition of uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, and, you know, there's people are just uh, you know there's, I mean, a lot of people have them winning the AFC, which which I think is uh, 
hilarious, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, don't even get me started on that. Uh, but Titans Browns. You know what? I'm back and forth on this game, but I'm gonna say I think the Titans win. I, I really do. I think they win a close game. Um, people love. Uh, People are hyping up the Browns like crazy. I think they do have some weapons, but I still think it's a feeling out process, and I think uh, the Titans take one in a somewhat low-scoring game. I could definitely see that, and I'm with you on this one. I would go back and forth on this one as well. I think the Browns are going to squeak this one out by a field goal win, and I think they lose their following three games. Yeah, I mean, I can see that, obviously. I don't – I just – Tennessee's defense is a lot tougher than people give them credit for, and uh, and you know with Mariota healthy, you know they they can do anything. I think uh, so. Yeah, I have them over Cleveland. And uh, now my uh, Buffalo Billy Bob's and the New Jersey Jets. <laughs> Another close one, and I hate to do it, but I, I think I gotta say the Jets just out of pure. I don't know. I just think the Jets can be are going to be sneaky okay. I don't think they're going to be great by any means, but they're buffed up all around the ball. And uh, it's in, you know, not that it matters, but it's in Jersey. But I'm going to go Jets by another close one, I think, as well. So I, uh, under no circumstance, uh, can go against my Buffalo Bills, and this uh, situation shall be no different. I think. I think. I think Josh Allen throws for 217 yards. I think he has 32 rushing yards uh, with uh, two rushing touchdowns, and I think he he throws a couple in there too. And I think it's going to be a uh, 28-21 game. And uh, I'm going, obviously, with the Billy Bobs. So you're telling me Josh Allen's going to run for two and throw for two? Oh, yeah. I like it. That's some confidence right there. Coming out hot. He's he's only gonna trail Patrick Mahomes in in throwing yards this year. Oh my lord! Uh, well, that's a bet we're allowed to make for sure. Cause Absolutely. For a guy who did all of his dirty his dirty work on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had to. He had no offensive line. He had to take matters into his own hands. You got to respect the guy <laughs> for that. For sure. I mean, when Nathan Peterman's starting and then you're thrown in afterwards, I mean. Talk about uh, proving ground. Anyway, so moving on to uh, two other abominable teams that should be uh, extradited from the from the uh, organization known as the NFL, uh, the Ravens and the Dolphins. Uh, a, a team yeah, you ha- a team I, you hate and a team I hate. For sure, I mean I hate Baltimore. Obviously, being a Steelers fan, but I, Baltimore wins that game. I think. I mean, they. I'm eager to see what Lamar Jackson has to offer. Uh, with a full season under his belt. He looked pretty good uh, last year. Hopefully he's been working on his throwing mechanics. Um, Miami's kind of a train wreck a little bit with, you know, they've gotten rid of some key players and Fitzpatrick, you never know what we're going to get since they announced him as a starter. So I'm going to go Baltimore. They have, you know, they have a lot, they do have some weapons and it's all going to depend on what Lamar Jackson can do this year, but uh, they should be interesting to watch. That's for sure. I am going against the Dolphins as well. I'm going with the Ravens. I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he. I think the quote unquote Fitz magic has like uh, you know a couple really great games, like really impressive games, and then he is just he just falls apart. Um, 
I've never believed him to be a, a, a quality quarterback. I mean, he'd be a solid backup. Uh, but, I mean, I didn't like him in Buffalo, and I definitely don't like him with the Dolphins, so I'm going with the Ravens. There you go. And uh, Redskins, Eagles. Uh, I think it's pretty – I mean, I think the I think the, the Eagles are going to win uh, pretty handily probably. I think it's actually – I saw the biggest line, uh, you know, so far – for the week, I think Phillies. If if Carson Wentz can stay healthy, they're gonna have a really good year. Um, yeah, I see this being a thirty four ten game all day, Eagles. I mean, again, it's all gonna depend on. I mean, I, I do think I do think the Redskins are better than people think. I think their defense is not bad, and and uh, obviously they have some question marks at quarterback. But Case Keenum has gotten it done before, so. Uh, and, you know, they have a veteran in Adrian Peterson and a good young running back. If he could stay healthy, Darius Geis, who I love the way he runs. So, But definitely Philly takes us probably pretty handily. So, Rams-Panthers. Uh, I'm going to go Rams. I love, I love uh, the Rams. I think Goff is uh, he's a good quarterback. They have a lot of weapons. I hate Carolina, mostly because I hate Cam Newton with a passion. Um, I think just think the Rams defense takes this one and uh, – and the Rams run pretty handily as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with all your sentiments there with the hatred of, from the hatred of Cam <laughs> Newton to oh, yeah. the uh, solidness of Goff. I'm going Rams. So the uh, the Colts and the Chargers. I mean, I think the Chargers literally demolish them. I think the Colts. <laughs> I mean, I I think this could be the year that the Chargers finally. I don't know. I mean. It, uh, Another team that I'm always like high on. I think they're going to do amazing things. Is this the Obviously, first year we can we can consider calling uh, the uh, the Chargers quarterback, Old Man Rivers? Finally, I don't know, man. I, Rivers is great. I've always liked Rivers. Um, He's kind of just stunk of Tony Romo to me. No, oh, hey, man, dude. He's come on. Rivers A is way better than Tony Romo. He's just <laughs> never. They have just never given him, other than Antonio Gates, he has never had super legitimate weapons. I mean, he had Keenan Allen. That's fair, yeah. He's, he's hurt, he was hurt all the time. I mean, now his franchise running back is holding out. I mean, that guy's gotten the short end of the stick, if anybody has. I mean, Tony Romo's had some great players with him in his day. I mean, I don't know. I, I love Rivers. I think he's a great quarterback. but And I think that if they, I don't know, I they could do damage, but I think they definitely take this game for sure. I'm going to go on the opposition, and I'm going to say the Colts ha- have a, a nice little showing. Dang, so Jacoby Brissett comes out and takes him down, huh? Got a lot to prove. I suppose he does. I suppose he does. Where is that game? Let me look here. Let me look. It is in it's that. In, it's in L.A.? Yeah, no way. Come on. <laughs> uh, Bengals Seahawks. Uh, this is probably one of the easiest picks for me personally. I'm going to say the Seahawks probably destroy them. I think Cincinnati is a joke of a franchise. Um, that's just my personal opinion. <laughs> yeah, I think Andy Dalton, it's time for him to go. And uh, they have a new coach, and I just don't see them doing much this year. But I could be wrong, but I think Seattle takes this game. Uh, they, like, I think they kill them. I think they have uh, that the Bengals have plenty of uh, bad karma 
uh, coming their way for all the years they allowed Marvin Lewis to coach that team. Um, so I think it's going to be seven years bad luck like a broken mirror. I'm going Seahawks. Agreed fully. Uh, Giants, Cowboys. Uh, yeah, I mean, Cowboys take them down. Cowboys have, you know, just more weapons. Defensively, they look good. The Giants are kind of in disarray. They do have Saquon, who's a stud. But other than him, they're, you know, a little bit lacking on, on both sides of the ball. So, I think Dallas takes them down. It's in Dallas. Zeke's back. You know, Dallas's offensive line is just what you would want an offensive line to be. Those guys are just amazing. So Dallas definitely takes that. So I'm going with Dallas as well. 49ers, Buccaneers. This is a tough game for me too, but you know what? I'm going to go. I love uh, Bruce Arians, the new uh, Tampa coach. Obviously, he was one of the Steelers' better offensive coordinators in the past over many years. I loved him, and I was sad to see him go. And I think he's going to do a great job with Jameis Winston and bring him back down to uh, – to reality and, and kind of help them with stuff. So I think, and this is in Tampa, I'm just not sold on San Francisco and anything they have to offer, really. So I'm going to go Tampa, Tampa taking them down. Uh, I'm a little unfamiliar with the any moves either one of these teams have really made on the offseason. So this is honestly a, a crapshoot for me. So I will follow suit with you on this one uh, and say the Buccaneers as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Garoppolo just said, I don't know. I just don't know if he's going to get it done for San Francisco. And, uh, you know, they're traveling. It's a, it's a tough travel. Obviously, completely different parts of the country, like almost the farthest you can get from each other. Um, yeah, I just like Tampa in that one. Lions, Cardinals. Said another close one because I don't. You know, you don't know what you're going to get with Kyler Murray. Obviously, the polarizing Kyler Murray, number one pick, and uh, Heisman Trophy winner, kind of looked up and down in the preseason. But I'm going to go with the Lions. Actually, I, I just think that uh, Stafford and those guys will get it done. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's tough with these rookie running rookie rookie quarterbacks. But and you got David Johnson for the Cardinals, who's coming off injury and, and you never know but yeah i think the lions take that one that's another one where's that game actually that's interesting they both play inside though actually so it doesn't matter that's in arizona so and uh yeah i would agree i think the lions uh if they were going to be able to handle uh any team week one i think the cardinals are a good matchup for them i think they probably feel pretty confident i think stafford uh again uh, he's another guy I, I feel like hasn't come into his own yet, uh, but he's he's surprisingly durable, I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, Stafford's another guy I liked. Again, he's he's another one who, honestly, like uh, other than Calvin Johnson, who was amazing, but he's never had a lot of great weapons as well. I mean, he they it's kind of sad. <laughs> like they they never really had an established running game when he was there, and you know he's had some some okay receivers but um i think about what some of these guys could have done if they were on different teams like what if phil Rivers stayed with the giants and that you know that stuff never happened or what if stafford went somewhere else you know what if stafford was a you know on the cowboys instead of uh romo or, or anybody yeah you know, it's just um, but i always like stafford and i think he's, he's a quarterback who can get it done so and uh a heavy hitter 
on uh, Sunday night at 8:20. Uh, the Steelers oh, yeah. and the Patriots. Uh, I mean, it's in New England. Um, you know what? I really do think the Steelers win. I think in a close game. I think uh, winning at July. I like it. Yeah, I can see it. You know, like I. The Steelers are completely under the radar this year. No one really has some. I mean, I just think that our off our defense has gotten a bit better, and I think I mean if we beat them last year uh, with our backup running back in. So uh, I think they're going to come at them with a similar type game plan. I think you're going to see a lot of different. I don't know. Like we have a we have a pretty pretty good depth chart when it comes to running backs. I think you're going to see a lot of different plays with them and a lot of. A lot of them catching the ball. I don't know. I just, I'm not going to pick against them. But uh, obviously, Brady is uh, is the best to ever do it, and uh, you never know what you're going to get with them. But I'm going to say the Steelers by like three. So interesting. I I do think it will be rather close. Uh, uh, but I think the the Pats squeak it out. Um, I mean, it's eventually we will see Brady not be Brady anymore, but unfortunately uh, for the AFC, I don't think it's this year. So I think that the Pats will be just fine, uh, although I think it's going to be close. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Obviously, it's, a, it's a, I'm sure most people are going to pick them to win. So um, I just think they can be beat. And, uh, oh, they definitely can yeah. be beat. There's no doubt so, about that. I just think the Steelers kind of have something to prove this year, I think. After all the bullshit before, um, yeah, I just think with the rejuvenated youth of a team, I think our defense has gotten better. Um, so who knows? But I mean, I would like to see him like to see a nice playoff run this year. But you never know. So our two Monday night games: Texans and Saints. Who you got? I think the Saints handedly. Handedly, I mean, I, lo- I love the Saints every year. I mean, I just think they're. I, I think they're going to go to the the NFC Championship game. This wow, year. really? <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to. I don't know about the Super Bowl per se, but I think they they definitely make the championship this year. They should have made it last year. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's honestly been uh, it's been as much as I I've kind of I've kind of disliked the the Saints. Um, it's been awesome to watch uh, Drew Brees' career. I think he's just. He's a class act. He's a stand-up guy, and he's an awesome quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback all the way. And uh, it's going to be fun to, to it's it's fun watching the older elite quarterbacks play for some reason, just because you know it's you know an era of football is coming to an end where you know the Mannings are gone or you know Peyton Manning's gone. We don't really care about Eli, um, and. Uh, you know, the Brady's, the Drew Breeses, you know, that era is slowly winding down and uh, it's going to be cool to watch these guys ride off into the sunset with some uh, pretty, uh, I'm sure, stellar seasons. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously Breeses is a class act. He's been a great quarterback. I've always loved watching him play. And like you said, you're not going to be able to see these guys play for too much longer. Um, I think, uh, like I said, I think the Saints are due for for a big year. Not that I think Houston's not gonna is gonna be a bad team by any means. I think they're gonna be good, but uh, I think the Saints take them down. And our uh, the second Monday night game uh, for the 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 opening uh, 
kickoff here for the Monday for the Monday Night Football. Uh, Broncos Raiders. Uh, I honestly think that there will be a legitimate decimation from the Broncos to the Raiders. Um, I'm gonna say probably t- t- twenty-eight to seven. Yeah, I mean, I, can very, I, I definitely think Denver's taking it down. I think Denver's their defense is, is solid. I think Joe Flacco is going to be a a good, you know, a good solid quarterback for them. Uh, and they have weapons too. I mean, they got some good young running backs that could do some damage, uh, and they got some receivers that can do some damage as well. Um, and that I just think the Raiders now, like you said, are I mean, they're in disarray. So I, I think Denver takes them down pretty pretty handily as well. 100% agreed. So that wraps up our predictions for week one in the NFL. And uh, I'm excited to go over those results and talk uh, week two. For sure. I can't wait to talk about that Steelers victory. <laughs> can't wait to talk about that Bills victory as well. So <laughs> perfect. Uh, so so uh, let's move on to our wrestling talk. Uh, let's run these fucking ropes. Yeah, all out AEWs, uh, which is seemingly the uh, the Labor Day, uh, maybe possibly WrestleMania type pay per view for them. Obviously, all out, all in last year being the inaugural pay per view before it was all elite wrestling, before it was anything that it is now. Now the company is off. We have crowned an AEW champion. Eric, what are your thoughts on? The uh, AEW All Out. Uh, another solid, uh, another solid show for sure. I thought actually, um, I haven't been able to rewatch it obviously because we watched it at your place, and, I, and I've only seen some some like highlights of matches online post that. But some great, great matches. I did think the only thing I had maybe had a little bit of an issue with is maybe um, the arrangement of the card. Uh, and kind of how where, where certain matches were and where certain matches weren't. But other than that, I mean, uh, super solid card from top to bottom. I think the match that stole the show for me was probably the latter match, of course, between um, the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros. That was uh, just an insane, insane display of just top-notch professional wrestling with a little, you know, just with some crazy, crazy athleticism. Um, on oh, both yeah. parts. That was probably the most entertaining for me, but you know, I thought uh, I thought Omega versus Pac was pretty cool, just because obviously we knew that uh, Omega was going to go against Moxley, and Moxley got the Mercer and stuff like that, so it was kind of short notice. But I thought they put on a a good uh, performance, given you know what how much time they had and 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 stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we obviously weren't expecting up until. You know, it was announced we weren't expecting uh, Kenny to be going against Pac, and for the little amount of time that they would uh, they would have to to get this match going, the match ran 23 minutes and 20 seconds long. I thought it was an awesome match. It, it's awesome to see Pac uh, performing again uh, in front of you know eyes that can can view him on a, a bigger scale. Obviously, now being uh, in AEW, although I'm unsure if he actually has an official contract with them but after re-watching that match for a second time it was an awesome match uh kenny i really do think is the best wrestler in uh in professional wrestling right now only 
us. AJ is the only one that comes close to him, I think, currently. So that match was a standout for me. A match that I... Uh, well, you know what? I'll, I'll say uh, two matches that uh, I was uh, really impressed with was the... Um, uh, was the uh, SoCal uh, Uncensored versus versus uh, the uh, Jurassic Express, the Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and uh, Marco uh, Stunt? I thought that was uh, that was uh, a match. I knew it was going to be entertaining, but I didn't expect it to be as entertaining as it was. Yeah, I mean that was fairly entertaining. Those guys really got something going with. Uh... With the gimmicks plus just like their in-ring ability, I think it's it's a perfect uh, mesh, and that match was a, a sneaky good actually. And I agree. A, yeah, and another match that ran 15 minutes even that I thought was gonna kind of be like kind of like a forgettable match and like kind of funny with a couple like uh, crazy spots, uh, but I actually enjoyed it quite a bit, especially when I I fixed the audio and I actually could hear uh, the commentary. Uh, as we had uh, commentary issues due to uh, the uh, the streaming device we were using at the time, was but was the triple threat crackle bar- cracker barrel clash match with uh, Joey Janela, Darby Allen, and Jimmy Havoc. I thought that match was entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I think those the hype for those guys, all of them, especially for Joey Janela, is like so real right now, and they definitely they know how to put on a show and. Uh, I feel like they do it with the right amount of, like, wrestling and, like, the whole extreme aspect of it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But, yeah, Joey Janela, I think I'm just obsessed with. That dude is just hilarious. And his he had a couple big spots in that. They had some huge spots in that. I think that, like, what was it, like, that Hurricane Rana-type powerbomb on the on the table was insane. Yeah. So, um, that match was really fun. And uh, we saw for the... Uh... The tag team tournament, we saw two matches. We saw the Dark Order versus uh, the best friends, uh, Chuck and Trent. And honestly, that was like a, that was an all right match. I do like the best friends. The Dark Order, I'm still yet sold on. But And we saw Private Party versus uh, Angelico and Jack Evans. Um, and we saw Private Party prevail out of that match. And we saw the... Um, and we saw the Dark Order prevail in the other one to advance in the Tag Team Championship tournament. Um, I am like, I am so high on Private Party right now. I think they are one of the most fun tag teams to watch currently. Yeah, you know who they remind me of? And I could be, you might think I'm way wrong on this, but they remind me of like early Hardy Boys. You know what I mean? Kind of. Oh, yeah, know. definitely. They are phenomenal. They're super fun to watch. They're a great tag team. That the Hurricanrana uh, off the top rope into the cutter is probably one of the most entertaining. You know, yeah, just... when we were watching that, I like popped for that move too. And and uh, Sean, our uh, our uh, our resident Changita, um, he's like, "What do you?" He's like, "He's like, you know, they did that before, right?" I was like, "I know they did, but I just like can't not like." be excited for that move it's just such a it's such huge displays of athleticism and and i'm 100 percent behind you that they do have like a hardy's vibe for sure yeah no they're great and that move is a spectacular move it's fun to watch the way it flows is really cool and just the timing you got the timing's got to be perfect on that oh yeah very smooth i think private party i would love to see them win the titles first um same but 
I don't know, uh, some breaking news actually when it comes to AEW. It looks like they announced some matches for Full Gear in Baltimore. Um, it looks like it's going to be Moxie versus Omega and uh, Jericho versus Cody for the world title. Wow. So, I mean, and we're going to see the first title defense in Philly. So, I mean, they kind of just gave away that Jericho ain't dropping the title. Uh, it would look like it. <laughs> it would look like that way, wouldn't it? They posted it right on their site. Or uh, right on Instagram. So, uh, Jericho versus uh, Cody, AEW World, Ch- World Championship match. So, so the right only- there are some breaking news on the Bibleheads podcast. Yeah. Speaking of that, we should probably go to this. Uh, we should probably go to Full Gear. It's in B Town, ain't it? It is in Baltimore, yes, at the Royal Farms Arena. I've seen I saw a Raw there once. That may be something we need to schedule. We are going to um, the third ever uh, live uh, Wednesday night event for AEW on TNT. Um, in Philadelphia, and that's going to be quite the uh, quite the show. Seeing uh, Chris Jericho defend the AEW title for the very first time—that's going to be a legendary event for us to be attending. Yeah, I can't wait to. It's going to be great, and obviously, they just kind of spoiled that they're not going to be uh, dropping the title, but it'll still be cool to see the title defended, I suppose. Unless there's some sort of crazy thing where uh, where that match is. Uh, Jericho versus Cody, and Cody wins the title. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. Uh, two other matches we had on the um, card were for the um, the inaugural AEW uh, Women's World Championship. We had uh, Rio and uh, Sheeta uh, with uh, Rio advancing, and then Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker. Uh, well, eliminating Britt Baker um, at the 21-woman Casino Battle Royale. So we got Nyla Rose uh, against Rio for the AEW Championship on October 2nd on the very first AEW on TNT event. And that should be... Uh, those were those were okay matches. Um, I was I was uh, impressed with the, the Rio and Cheetah uh, outing upon watching it for a second time, so uh, that should be interesting when we see a very first uh, AEW Women's Title Crown. Yeah, I mean, I think the, I think those matches get overlooked a bit, but uh, I think that those girls are definitely. I'm, I think the the AEW Women's uh, Division is, is obviously stacked, and I think those girls those girls do a great job. I think if they were in, uh, you know, say WWE, they'd be they would be top talent altogether. So. Um, that match was fun. I know a lot. Some people complain that it was maybe a little long, but I thought it was a great match. And I think uh, it was entertaining. And, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm eager to see what what happens with the whole with the whole women's division, you know, and and what they do when it comes to championships and stuff like that. So and credit to Brandy and Kenny uh, Omega, who are uh, seemingly in in full uh, control of the uh, the women's division, and that's really cool. Yeah, no, I think that is really cool. I think. It's just, I know we spoke about it before, but it's really just really cool seeing AEW with such a hands-on, um, you know, from the people who are who are actually participating, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, uh, it's, just, it's just really cool. So, what are your thoughts on the Cody versus Sean Spears match? Obviously, 
I thought this one was just a just a banger of a match, and obviously we had Tully and Sean Spears' corner. Tully Blanchard, formerly the Four Horsemen, for anybody who isn't super well-versed in what we're talking about right now. But if you are, chances are you watched this event and you watched uh, a an appearance by one of our favorite ever, Arn Anderson, coming out and hitting the spine buster on Sean Spears. Uh, definitely the pop of the night, It's so, so it seemed. Yeah, I mean, how, how awesome was it to see Arn out there? And, and, he, and I think we all had a feeling that Maybe we were going to see that because of Tully. Um, it was just so awesome. And, and I love how they're doing the perfect mixture of, like, uh, you know, the old school with the new school. They're keeping – and they're bringing those guys out there, and it's great because obviously – Right, they're not having Arn in the match. They're having him and Tully be accents while showcasing Cody and Sean Spears, who are the young guys who are carrying the company. Exactly. Like, uh, we don't need to bring Goldberg out here to face Dolph Ziggler for... Goldberg no doesn't need to win the AEW title. We'll just hit that. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, uh, Although we have someone that is in his late 40s that did win the AEW title, but we'll get to that in in a minute. Um, well, yeah, I think that's a little bit, obviously, a different scenario, but... Oh, much much different. Um, yeah. You have a professional wrestler versus, uh, you know, Goldberg. Um, but... Uh, how about this? Uh, we saw. Did we not see a tease of MJF uh, doing a turn on Cody? We did. Obviously, he held the chair and uh, looked like he was going to hit him with the chair. And then afterwards, he was posting all these things on um, social media about like loyalty and stuff like that. So uh, they're definitely teasing that. Whether it's going to happen or not, who knows? But uh, I think it's pretty hilarious. Especially because I know you were, and I think Sean both uh, kind of mentioned that maybe ha- that was going to happen, that he was going to turn on him. So that'd be, be probably better to build that on TV first, right? But I think C- it, Cody and Sean yeah. Spears are one hundred percent championship material. They're definitely headlining acts. I think both of them, um, especially Cody, but. You know, Sean Spears has come out and was kind of a guy that was lost. And if he was still in uh, WWE, he'd probably be chasing our uh, truth around behind Jinder Mahal for the 24 7 title. So I'm glad he's here. And uh, I think he's going to be an, a tremendous addition to this roster. For sure. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I think about this, the possibilities and stuff that could happen. You know what I mean? And, it, and it's realistic because. We're so used to WWE, you know, for so long that stuff we think about that could happen would never happen because we know who's in charge. But I think um, AEW gives you that hope because they know they, they they think like we think kind of. And, and, and I think everything that they've done so far has been great. People they brought in has been great. The matches have been great. So I think, you know, it's, it's just... Um, it's everything that it's been hyped up to be and more. So, absolutely. So, uh, and we were talking about this already, but the uh, the Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks, obviously, probably one of the best tag team ladder matches we have seen since the late '90s with the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian. This was just, I mean, you're talking about two, the two best tag teams in all the world, um, and we saw one of the best uh, tag team ladder matches in all the world. I think. A hundred percent. Those guys put on like a, a legitimate show, and like you said, that was probably the best ladder match we've legit seen since uh, 
Hardy's versus Edge and Christian. And I think they, it was, the, like I said, just so many high spots and just so much good, just pure wrestling. Those guys are at the top of the game, not only in the, in the tag team division, but just the, just in, you know, wrestlers alone. I think, uh, I, you know, when I found out that the Lucha Bros were going to come over to AEW, I was so excited because it obviously opens up uh, people's eyes to them who maybe had never been able to see them before. And the chemistry that they've had, they have with the uh, Young Bucks is amazing. It's electric because they've wrestled so much, obviously, all over the world. Um, and they and when that, when they first announced this ladder match, you knew it was going to be epic. And, that, and they didn't, didn't disappoint whatsoever. They had... Uh, so many high spots, such a great back and forth, and just, uh, like I said, just phenomenal wrestling. Like, we always say the Bucks best tag team in the world, and I, I think this match shows that both of those teams probably could hold that hold that name. Oh, absolutely. Uh, just uh, just phenomenal performances, for sure, and a, a match that unfortunately had to follow it, but you got to put the, the title match, the inaugural title match, um, at the end of the show, naturally, we have Chris Jericho versus Adam Page. Uh, you know, kind of the uh, the guy to be versus the guy that's done it all and now has done even more. Chris Jericho with the win, the first AEW world champion. I mean, there's nothing that Chris Jericho hasn't done. He has literally, at this point, done it all. Everything. I think he has done more than, you know, has... I mean, the only person I can really think that has done what he's done um, right off the top of my head as far as being world champ and two of the biggest wrestling companies in the world is Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I mean, you're right, dude. I mean, he really has done pretty much it all at this point. Chris Jericho has easily worked himself into the conversation of one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, I mean, think about what he's done. He's he's been in so many promotions. He's held belts. The first undisputed. Well, just think about this. Like, obviously, his his upstart and, and his real uh, beginning and prominence on American television with WCW being a a TV champ there, um, and I believe the cruiserweight champ. I believe, but uh, being the first, uh, you know, have holding the Intercontinental title in WWE, then. You know, being the first undisputed champion in WWE, being the U.S. making the U.S. title like mean something in, in 2016, 2017, uh, reinventing himself uh, every chance he gets, and being the hottest person in pro wrestling on multiple occasions over over the past uh, you know twenty some odd years, uh, then goes to Japan, wins gold over there, goes against the best that Japan had to offer at the time with uh you know. With Kenny Omega, uh, with NATO, like you're talking, you know, the guy has just done it all, and now he's doing even more. He's the first AEW champion. Oh, for sure. Like I said, I mean, going into that match, I think we all knew that he was going to take down the title. It just makes the most sense. He's a, he's a perfect person to uh, bring the prestige and, and the importance to the title. Exactly. Bring in prestige, carry that torch for a while, and then. You're going to obviously boost the career of somebody else, you know, Hangman or whoever it may be. Um, I don't think it hurts Hangman at all, and I see Hangman being a world champ uh, down the road for sure. Oh, for sure. I love Hangman. I love everything about that dude. I think he's a good wrestler. He has an old-school feel to him. I love the gimmick, uh, and I thought it was great that that was the first title match was those two. Um, 
obviously I don't know how long that feud's going to go because it looks like they're they're you know they're hinting towards the Pac and and, and Hangman uh, feud, and it looks like Jericho's going to be wrestling some other people, but it won't be long, I'm sure, until he's holding that gold belt. So, and uh, you know, post match, obviously. With the days following, uh, whether it is a work or not, the AEW title stolen and then recovered. I believe it was either stolen or lost. Um, at least that's what it, it seems like, but it was recovered. And uh, within those few days, uh, you know, post-match, what's Jericho do? He comes up with a new catchphrase by saying, uh, you know, a little bit of the bubbly. And now it's everywhere. There's meme videos everywhere. There's a it's the hottest selling shirt that Pro Wrestling Tees has just made. So the guy is a marketing genius by just saying something goofy that he would say on his podcast, and he's you know he's printing money. Oh yeah, like I, like we saw earlier uh, that shirt. They printed the little bit of the bubbly shirt, and it's already their top seller for the month. I mean, I think it just shows. It's been all over the internet. Uh, people posting hilarious videos and memes and stuff. A little bit of the bubbly was trending on Twitter. And I think that also shows just how hilarious and like his finger to the pulse Jericho is because he knows to just run with that shit. He does not, uh, you know. He doesn't miss an opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, he's playing it up and he's posting stuff on social media and, and all that stuff. So and he's... And, you know, she posts the video of him in his hot tub drinking more champagne. So, pretty hilarious. Uh, 100%. And uh, we look forward to more AEW talk and uh, more WWE talk. And, uh, of course, more NFL talk uh, when we come back uh, next week for our week two, our week one review and our week two predictions for the NFL. And we will talk, we will talk more uh, sports wrestling and uh, updates within the, uh, the uh, active uh, seasons of sports that we discuss here on the Babbleheads podcast. Uh, Maybe we'll get you some, uh, some uh, Super Bowl predictions. At some point. Yes, we will. Very soon, actually. <laughs> maybe at the halfway point, maybe the Super Bowl predictions will be appropriate. There you go. All right. This uh, wraps it up. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, wherever you listen, stream, or download podcasts, you can find us. Let us know what you think. Write and review. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Babbleheads Podcast. Uh, let us know you're listening. And uh, I've been Jesse. Eric Tyler. And uh, thank you for uh, joining the uh, Babbleheads podcast once again. <laughs>